0: But on the other hand, like there's something strikingly, I guess, unseemly about the premise in itself, in that I do think, um, because like Mataglase is exactly the type of bizarro uh, DC beltway pundit personality who I think like a decade or two ago would have probably written something about how like overpopulation threatens you and your family mm-hmm. and like everything that you hold dear. Right. Um, but here we have kind of the inverse, like we have to, because like China has such a big population, like we have to, we, we have to like meet them there Or whatever like we have to we have to uh, like you have to go forth and fuck like go forth and procreate or whatever (laughs) and uphold the family in order to what exactly. It's
1: funny I wonder (laughs) if he's ever you know read anything about the Chinese Exclusion Act because so much of his rhetoric could be cribbed from these like totally early pamphlets that were like listen, we need to strengthen the American workforce on on the western frontier and breed, breed, breed and build, build, build and make sure that the Chinese people that are coming to the United States are are only single men because otherwise we'll have, you know, right. we'll, we'll lose American hegemony. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely and, and I, again, I, I don't want to like go, go overboard and, you know, ac- accuse Iglesias of being like a crypto eugenicist or anything because he's really not, you know, he's <laughs> not like he, he he's not you know like a, a rising tides of colored kind of kind of guy who's yes. like you know a, afraid of the fecund hordes from the third world he's he's much too <laughs> he's much too bloodless to go in for that that kind of uh conservative red meat and 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 you know holds very like normative le- left liberal views you know about uh about sort of like Race and equity uh, across national lines. That having been said, there is definitely an undercurrent in in the book of of anxiety about other countries. And again, China and India mm-hmm. are the ones that get identified. And China is the, v- the very clear sor- source of anxiety uh, as having um, not just more population than us, but I think the phrase I would use is a population advantage. <laughs> um, and, uh, again, w- w- the, when you begin to think about what that actually means, um, and the notion of these sorts of like actual individual human lives being mere calculus in, uh, some sort of ghastly algebra about what, uh, what country should rule the world and which one shouldn't, um, it, 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 it It becomes quite terrible, but um, uh, you can you can understand how when you're sort of like in the thrall of sort of like law and economics thought processes, how you could begin (laughs) to sort of conceive of these things as being mere issues of comparative advantage. Who's got the better factories? Who's got more people?
1: Totally.
3: That's the thing that sort of confuses me. So, like, I, you know, perhaps I was being too generous in my in my read of this is like I was coming at this from the perspective of like what you know, cold war, cold war liberals did, which is sort of instrumentalize um, geopolitical fear to, you know, underwrite certain modest and like emphasis on modest changes <laughs> in the world. Because I mean, all of the plinth was laid far before uh, there was any sort of uh, bipolar world order. Right. So right. like, you know, all of the plinth was like laid, you know, when there were still more radical like possibilities. So I think this whole idea like that uh, you need this frame to like, uh, you know, somehow get, get through the gauntlet, you know, doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense, but I was sort of reading it as if that's really his project is like, how do you like, how do you sell? Yeah, I guess I was thinking democratic staffers, but I guess you could say Niskanen type people uh, on this stuff, but it also seems like maybe that's not true. Right. Like I don't did you get a sense of like it, it seems like the other alternative would be that he is actually sort of genuinely interested in this as a macroeconomic or like geopolitical uh, issue that like he really does care for some reason about like rising China and, you know, the, the sort of competition for geopolitical influence like.
2: Is like which of
3: those do you think is like more true?
2: Well, uh, to some extent, I think that it's it's probably a mistake to try to um, to try to put them in rank order because I think it probably varies from page to page and from. uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Truly, I do. I I I don't think that. I mean, the book the book is many things, but 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 carefully thought through is not one of them, and so I I think that um, there are. There are, there are times in which it, it, it does seem to appeal to that type of like broader um, sort of like geopolitical emphasis on the political project. And there are other places where it seems like, no, it's really more like uh, truly he is interested in these things as being these sorts of like economic quote unquote policy ideas. He loves, loves policy. And in fact, I've, I, I've actually since the, the review came out um, almost started to, Feel a little bit. I, I felt more strongly, lean more strongly towards the former when I when I wrote the review. But I, I'm almost starting to reconsider a little bit, just because the one thing that people, um, the, the, those who did push back on it, I think it was broadly well received. But obviously, in the their, their corners of the internet that actually do like Matt Iglesias. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and, and in as I saw like real sustained criticism, it was mostly shockingly to me because i thought i only wrote one paragraph about it in a, in a much longer review um about upzoning and densification and yimbyism um right. and I, I and in some ways i i almost wonder if this entire project wasn't just a sort of um way to hang a couple of his policy hobby horses Um, around a a sort of constructed theme. And the constructed theme is a billion Americans. But what he's really interested in um, are policies related to urban density. Um, It seems (laughs) completely crazy to me to concoct this, this absolutely, again, like crackpot notion, like we got to get to a billion Americans solely so that you can talk about, you know, upzoning in Midwestern (laughs) cities that have been depopulated since they've deindustrialized. But um, I, I, I increasingly think that 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 might have played a larger role in the construction of this project than I initially
0: suspected.
1: That's, I mean, to be honest, that se- sounds a lot less crazy. Well, it, no,
0: I mean that totally sounds right to me. It kind of, yeah,
1: it kind of tracks for his entire. Intellectual public persona that he sort of um, portrays and exemplifies in his many media verticals. It was a
0: pretty generous assessment of his. Sorry, I'm trying
1: to be fair. You know, I mean. Yeah. I mean. It's, I, I think Matt Iglesias genuinely does care about certain things. And I think as you point out in your review, maybe I'll just quote you exactly, but you wrote, Iglesias is an enthusiastic opinion haver, but he is no autodidact. He lacks interest in the particularities and provenance of ideas that often obsess the self-taught. Right. A- and I, d- I think this <laughs> is like he has these ideas, which he cares a lot about and, and in a lot of ways often his writing um like his short form writing seeks to sort of center his his policy planks in larger political um movements or in bigger contexts.
0: well but and to that point though i think that that i think it's um i think that's spot on because in know in a or the, the jacob your um your, your suspicion uh <laughs> is is kind of spot on uh because i mean what i have read of it and what i have seen of him uh, talking about it, it does seem. I mean, we we know already anyway that one of his big hobby horses is the idea of um, you know making sure is basically saying like uh, that like he's very much a housing is a supply side issue guy mm-hmm. or whatever, saying you know uh, the the way. Like, why would we don't need public housing or whatever, which you which we can get into how people have jumped on that particular line in your review later, maybe. But uh, like, we don't need things like public housing or, or big, you know, uh, social welfare. Well, he he gestures towards, you know, increasing the social safety net, but he won't he won't he would never position housing as a social welfare issue. It seems like he instead positions that as like, you know, he wants to basically um, like gentrify everything i guess as much as possible like gentrify rural
1: america but like
0: gentrify it in a way where just by like dumping a bunch of housing supply on a bunch of markets will somehow as opposed to like all evidence that we've like ever seen in most urban settings like uh as though that as though just like a blooming supply or whatever will somehow just like make all housing affordable for more people (laughs) um he literally says something to the effect of like um one way to one way to fix these things is or i guess to rephrase it in jacob's terms you know what i would do <laughs> is uh is um fuck uh, what is it like make it possible for for people who want to build buildings to to build the buildings for whoever wants to buy them and it's like this is not like a I, I don't know it's like it's all, all all centered as I guess like a luxury product it, it, or something it, it, I, I I'm gonna like
2: I'm gonna rant about this for just a minute um please, oh, please par- do. partly because um yeah in addition to being a social critic uh I I have a fucking MBA and this sort of this <laughs> sort of complete lack of understanding of how and why buildings get built as they're built, where they're built, and for whom they're built, is like such a, a, a gaping fucking lacuna in his knowledge about this stuff. And, and it, it just drives me absolutely bonkers. I mean, first of all, um, it, it, the, the – in the housing market, the people who are financing the building of the houses are also the people who are financing the buying of the houses. The same banks <laughs> that build the buildings also <laughs> lend the money to the people who are buying buying the units, you know? So it's like at the end of the day, when you look at development economics, what you're ultimately trying to generate is is interest on borrowing for financial institutions. That's the way it's, that's the way it's built in America, <laughs> right? So like that that's like the first problem there, you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, s- secondarily to that, I would say, is that like, there is not actually a huge problem with building more densely in cities in the US. There is a reason why the most common type of new development in pretty much any metropolitan area of 100,000 people or above is a five over one type development with storefronts on the first floor and a bunch of stick built Condos or apartment units above it, like you Mm -hmm. can add units, but those units are infilled into gentrifying neighborhoods in a way that actually drives up housing costs. It doesn't just dumping the supply there. Nobody's building them and saying, boy, I hope that if I build 100 new units in Lawrenceville in Pittsburgh, that that's going to drive average rents from 1500 bucks a month down to 1250 a month. I mean, see, but no, but but they have, but
3: they have like the classic, like neoliberal, like response to that is like, oh, but you're not doing enough. Like you have to, like it is like <laughs> if the punishment isn't working, it needs to be more severe.
2: Like uh, so, I mean,
3: like that. Well, that's he, the crazy thing about this. He,
2: he, so I, I have two responses to that. I mean, one is that. Um... Hello, this is Daniel. Beatrice's screen reader program. Support us at Patreon.com/slash. Death Panel Pod to hear the full episode
1: and get access to patron only content. With love, the Death Panel.